Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host today, Charlie. Paul is out, so I will be uh, having a great discussion with author and Dr. Sandeep Graywall. Do you make jokes to cover up your fear about losing your memory? Does someone you love show signs of dementia? And just what are the signs of dementia? Dr. Sandeep Graywall, author of Dementia Express, How to Lose Your Memory in 100 Ways, is here to discuss how to keep your brain active and sharp longer to enjoy your retirement years. So stay tuned for some creative brain boosters and call your friends and invite them to join us on Simply Financial. Now, but first, for those of us who have already had to see a loved one that suffered or suffers now from Alzheimer's or dementia, this show may be a little heavy because you've experienced the pain and hardships that a loss of memory in a loved one can have. Uh, You may have a feeling of helplessness because you aren't able to make the situation any better, and maybe your loved one doesn't recognize you any longer, or maybe they just can't take care of themselves at all. My wife and I have experienced memory loss a number of times with our family members, and not only is it painful to see these family members in this condition, but it can also be pretty devastating on the family's finances. Our, Our first experience was over 20 years ago with my grandmother, and our most recent was with my wife Lori's dad. Lori's dad was the youngest of 13 children, and over the years quite a few of the siblings suffered from dementia as well, and Lori really worries very much about developing dementia due to her genetics. And she's not only concerned about herself, but especially the situation she may create for me and our two children. Uh, This causes a good bit of anxiety off and on for her, and wouldn't it be great to find a cure for dementia and or find a certain way to prevent it. I'll be listening closely to Dr. Graywall for some hope and know you will be too. I can't imagine losing my memory and not recognizing people, but you know, even now I don't remember all the great times, fun events, celebrations I've spent with my family and friends, and I just can't seem to remember them all, and I count that as really sad. You know, in the Bible, in Matthew, it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where malls and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I'm kind of hoping that uh, some of these wonderful memories that we here have on earth, uh, especially when they're forgotten, are some of the treasures in heaven that the Bible is talking about. So Dr. Sandeep Graywall is a board-certified internist and founder of Ace Medical Group in Charlotte. He is the co-inventor of the portion control weight loss plan called the Slim Plate System, Dr. Graywall also founded Ace Innovation Group a, and uh, launched multiple medical mobile apps, including the Slim Plate iPhone app. Uh, Charlotte's Business Journal Healthcare Innovator of the Year in 2012 and one of Vital's top 10 doctors for 2013, Dr. Graywall is recognized as one of the region's top young business leaders. So welcome, Dr. Graywall. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here today, and I understand that November is Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month, isn't it? Oh, yes, that is. And I understand that uh, the day was originally declared by Ronald Reagan in 1983. So, uh, Dr. Graywell, tell us a little bit briefly about your background. Where did you go into, uh, why did you go into medical innovation, or what fueled your mission to help patients prevent or delay dementia and memory loss? 
so so I'm uh, internal medicine uh, by specialty, and I have a uh, clinic in Rockville, South Carolina, East Medical Group, and uh, there I see a lot of patients of mine who, uh, after they retire, uh, within three to four years, start having memory loss. Uh, then eventually many of them end up having dementia. Mm. And uh, that got me interested into the topic because I would be following these patients uh, through their middle age into the old age. And uh, and I was just curious, why would uh, dementia accelerate so much after uh, they plan their retirement? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this got me interested into the topic of dementia. And then uh, as I got deeper into it, I realized there are a lot of things that we do in our lives, uh, which kind of pushes us towards memory loss. It pushes us towards increased risk of getting dementia. And that's how uh, I decided to kind of focus on it to mm-hmm. make sure. Because if you look at dementia, it it does uh, reduce people's ability to enjoy life. It does sure. reduce their quality of life. Uh, mm-hmm. And it does uh, dash their hopes of, you know, having a retirement that is productive and happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, wh- what made you specifically to write this particular book? Uh, so this book, I wrote it was because I wanted to write something that was easy to understand for people uh, who are trying to prevent memory loss, people who are trying to keep their brain healthy, and also for people who, uh, you know, kind of stray away and they they don't do the brain exercises that they need to do. Uh, so that's why I decided to write a book, especially because I was telling all my patients almost every day. Uh, what to do, and it was always the same repetition, so I decided to put it in a book so more people can be helped by it. So you mentioned that. So so why does my brain avoid doing exercise or hard thinking? Uh, yes, your brain, now our body, uh, just not the brain, but our body is designed to conserve energy, mm-hmm. and it is one of the most efficient systems. So if there is something that the body doesn't need to do, it will not do it unless we push it to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- uh, take, for example, exercise. Unless we push ourselves to do exercise, it's considered to be uh, an energy-consuming uh, process, so our body would not do it or would resist uh, quite a bit. Uh, same thing goes with the brain. Uh, if, if we are not using our brain uh, in ways that it needs to be, it will start shutting down. For example, just look at remembering the phone numbers. Now, we used to remember at least 10 to 24 numbers on our hand before these smartphones came around. That's right. And once the smartphones came around, we sometimes don't even remember our own number. Uh, so, so this is just a simple uh, you know, example of just because we now have an electronic address book that we don't actually have to dial the number, mm-hmm. uh, we have stopped remembering numbers of our friends, we have stopped remembering numbers of our family, and that's just a one simple example of how our brain loses function. So, so you, you know, it, it makes sense to me. You talk about, you know, how we stress our muscles and our body and they grow stronger, I guess, the same way with our brain. I used to work for a textile company, and I was so impressed with some of the people that could remember all of the, the lot numbers they assigned to various bolts of cloth and then the colors it's going to be dyed. And, and I guess you're able to train your brain to, to memorize certain types of information? Uh, yes. Uh, so our brain, we are we're not using all of our brain most of the time. Even when we are very productive in our peak of our career, uh, we probably still have, I mean, using less than half of our brain at that time. Mm-hmm. So the more we can challenge our brain, more we can do, uh, you know, in terms of memory, in terms of, you know, geospatial recognition, uh, more we can expand our functioning of the brain and make it uh, make it better enough that when it degenerates, it does not lead to dementia. Well, do do memory losses issues, do they tend to hit men or women harder? And and about what age do we really see a a lot of folks being hit with this? Right. So that's a good question. So our, so memory loss can hit both men and women almost equally, but uh, we usually see that around the age of 55 to 60, the memory loss starts creeping in even in people who do not have dementia. Mm-hmm. And there is something called mild cognitive impairment. Okay. And this is the stage between a normal brain function and dementia. Mm-hmm. And what happens in mild cognitive impairment, and I'm sure many of us uh, would have experienced it, you go to the grocery store, you forget few things, or you meet somebody and now you can't really remember their name, even though you may have 
you know, known their name for some time. Uh, so these are little things that, uh, little pockets of memory loss that happens as we mm-hmm. age. And, and the, it's about 6 to 7% between the age of uh, 55 to 65. And slowly, slowly it keeps on, uh, this percentage keeps on going up. Uh, and that then eventually in some subset of the people it can cause dementia, uh, which is a significant memory loss. Okay. So, so when someone experiences memory, lo- memory loss, are there other um, failings uh, like eyesight or hearing or, or other things that are often impacted at the same time? Uh, so whenever we say uh, memory loss, uh, usually there could be several uh, different range of uh, findings that we see in patients. Uh, it could be, you know, learning and memory. Mm-hmm. It could be language. It could be social skills, especially, you know, patients uh, with memory loss also start to have uh, social withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be decrease in attention. Uh, there is a decrease in executive function, which means, you know, decision-making, multitasking, and those kind of things also suffer along with it. Uh, there have been reports that uh, loss of sense of smell mm-hmm is linked uh, to development of Alzheimer's dementia. Although this is not 100% confirmed and it's not, uh, you know, it's it's a perfect test that if somebody loses their sense of smell would actually develop uh, dementia. uh, What is the youngest patient that you know of, if you've read about, that uh, developed dementia? Well, we have seen patients uh, even in their 30s having dementia, but mm-hmm. that usually is not Alzheimer's dementia. Okay. It's one of those uh, uh, dementia related to mad cow disease and pine disease. Oh, so, wow. But that's a very rapidly progressive and very destructive dementia, mm-hmm. which uh, basically can incapacitate a patient within two years. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, well, when we get back, we're going to ask Dr. Graywall about the various types of memory loss right here on Simply Financial. This is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network IFN. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, Just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, Pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. Hi, this is Philip Romero, author of It's the Income Stupid. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Derso on 1025-610-WFNZ. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're talking about memory loss and dementia with Dr. Sandeep Graywall, author of The Dementia Express, How to Lose Your Memory in 100 Ways. And Dr. Graywall, you just mentioned to me that both men and women uh, can suffer memory loss. And I know someone once told me that women tended to experience that more often than men, but uh, that's, that's not necessarily the case, correct? Uh, no, because uh, if you look at clinically, both men and women can get uh, dementia, and it can be pretty severe I got you. in okay. both cases. So we hear the term dementia and Alzheimer's. Can you explain the difference uh, between dementia, mild memory loss, and uh, Alzheimer's? Uh, yes. So what happens is mild memory loss or mild cognitive impairment is something that uh, we all experience at some stage of our lives. Uh, That is uh, just pocket of memory loss, like not able to remember somebody's name, uh, sometimes forgetting what, uh, you know, what the date is, but eventually remembering it uh, and things like that. It does not affect uh, our daily function. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. But when we go into the realm of dementia, 
Uh, dementia can affect, uh, you know, one or more cognitive domains of our brain, such as learning and memory, language, uh, social uh, attention span, as well as, uh, you know, decision making. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when it's dementia, it actually impairs the functioning of normal life. It impacts the independence of a person uh, because this memory loss has become so severe uh, that they cannot function independently. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my father-in-law, they diagnosed him with vascular dementia. Is that uh, a correct term? Uh, yes. So so dementia can be of many kinds. Uh, dementia could be Alzheimer's dementia, which is the most common kind of dementia. Mm-hmm. It could be vascular dementia. And uh, uh, so let me tell you, with, we'll start with Alzheimer's. So okay. Alzheimer's dementia happens when there is a certain kind of beta amyloid protein that develops in the brain. And it starts interrupting the circuits of the brain. Uh, causing these memory issues. So that is Alzheimer's dementia. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, more than 50% of the dementia we diagnose is Alzheimer's dementia. Uh, the second most common dementia is what we call is dementia of Lewy bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known as DLB. Uh, it, it, it happens mainly in patients with Parkinson's disease, and it comes with cognitive fluctuations with sleep disorder, uh, sometimes sensitivity, you know, urine incontinence, stool mm-hmm. incontinence, hallucinations, and things like that. Uh, then comes vascular dementia. Vascular dementia happens in, in our brain because of uh, clogging of the blood supply of the brain, mm-hmm. and that can happen because of, you know, high cholesterol. It can happen because of high stress, uh, incre- uh, you know, uh, patients who smoke. Uh, mm-hmm. So all these things can cause, you know, clogging of the arteries of the brain, reducing blood supply to different parts of the brain. And then that can cause either strokes or also can cause interruption in the circuitry of the brain. And that is vascular dementia. I see. You know, I, I read an article recently where a family member uh, said that he felt like he was sucker punched when his spouse was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and I imagine that's how many, many people feel. Can you discuss some of the medical causes of dementia, and is there any way to correct them? Mm-hmm. So that is a very important question because there are some uh, medical conditions that can be confused as dementia, mm-hmm. and then there are some causes of dementia that are reversible. And, and it's, uh, you know, the primary purpose when we see a patient with memory loss is to make sure that they are not having any reversible kind of dementia because if that is the case, it, can, it should be reversed with treatment. Uh, so uh, some of the things that can confuse as dementia would be things like brain tumor, mm-hmm. uh, increased pressure in the, you know, the ventricles of the brain, increased uh, cerebrospinal fluid pressure. It's called normal pressure hydrocephalus. Uh, so that can also mimic dementia in which patients are not, uh, you know, start forgetting things. They are not able to walk and things like that. Uh, so all patients who get diagnosed with uh, dementia need to get a CT scan of their brain to make sure there's nothing like that in the brain that may be causing their problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got reversible causes of dementia. And uh, one of the bigger ones is uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. Now, vitamin B12 is a important component. It comes from the mostly from uh, food from animal source. So many uh, people who are vegans or vegetarian, uh, they can easily develop uh, vitamin B12 deficiency. Also patients who have been through gastric bypass or who have had intestinal surgery, they are not able to absorb the vitamin B12 and that can cause uh, patients to have vitamin B12 deficiency. And if that happens, they would start losing their memory. Mm. And it's very easily reversible by supplementing intravenous uh, vitamin B12 to these patients. uh, And, uh, you know, that can be corrected. The other most common cause of reversible dementia is thyroid disease. Uh, We have a thyroid gland that Mm -hmm. basically secretes a thyroid hormone, and that runs our metabolism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many people have low levels of this thyroid hormone. And if it is chronically low and not replaced... Uh, that can lead to, in addition to other symptoms, also lead to memory loss and even dementia. And we have had patients uh, who were undiagnosed and, you know, they were completely out of it uh, until they start receiving the replacement of this hormone and, you know, their memory and brain function starts coming back around. Would would that also impact uh, weight gain? I often hear low thyroid performance can, can do that. 
Yes, yes. So low thyroid performance can cause weight gain. It can cause hair loss. It can cause thickening of the skin. It can make people feel cold all the time. Mm -hmm. So these are the symptoms. And if left untreated, eventually it does lead to memory loss. I gotcha. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, dementia and other health issues can be really devastating financially for a family. And I recently read an article where the total lifetime cost of care on average for someone with dementia is estimated to be over $340,000. And these types of situations and their heavy expenses need to be planned for, not just relegated to hoping they don't occur. And planning is our primary focus at Insight Folios. And so I'd like to ask you to call now and set up an appointment so that we can help you prepare for these life events that uh, uh, you, you really don't want to have them happen, but you really want to be uh, well-planned financially should they happen. So just give us a call at 704-529-9500. That's 704-529-9500 and set up a pan to uh, time to uh, come in and let us uh, create a simplicity financial plan for you. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Simply Financial on the Insight Financial Network. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we are talking with Dr. Sandeep Graywall about dementia and memory loss. So, Dr. Graywall, back in the 70s, and I think you mentioned this earlier, pocket calculators came out, and we were warned that our brains would just turn to jelly, and now we have computers, smartphones, cars that can find their, all, their way all around. Are these, all these advances in technology destroying our brain power? Is this really happening to us? Uh, it is. And again, the reason all these technologies are succeeding is because our brain is only willing to do the minimum possible work to mm -hmm. conserve energy. So once the calculators came out and it, it, they were in everybody's pockets, the brain said, why do I, I have to calculate when you know, mm -hmm. I can just look at it? Right. Uh, same thing goes with if you look at the GPS. Uh, there was a time when people used to have uh, Rand McNally atlases in their cars. Uh, they would refer to it, and uh, it was a fun way to go around, uh, maybe not as convenient, but uh, it did give a good exercise to the brain. Uh, look at dictations uh, in our hospital, uh, and sometimes I wonder, too, uh, you know, we have dictation system to write the notes that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy. We just dictate, and this uh, computer just, you know, types everything what we what we are saying, and pretty accurately, it even picks up my accent, so that's good. <laughs> so... Uh, so, but but then we are losing the skill of writing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look back, you know, when did we last write a page? Uh, probably a few months ago. And even if we are, are not writing, we are probably typing with dictation. Not, now we are not even typing, we are just dictating. Right. So we are not only going to lose the skill of writing or typing, but we are also going to lose the skill of spelling the words. And so we need to find something to, to substitute for that, don't we? And, and I know you say that socializing exercises the brain. So my wife must have a well-exercised brain. So what, what do you mean by that? So socializing is very important. Uh, in fact, uh, socializing is one of the best way to exercise our brain. Mm -hmm. It is also research has shown that the more you socialize, the longer you live. Uh, and the reason for that is that when we socialize, it's, it's, it's actually a perfect exercise for the brain. You go, you meet a new person or a stranger in a party, uh, you kind of wonder what they are about, what would interest them. You've got to come up with a topic uh, of discussion. Then you discuss the topic. You, you have to struggle to carry on the conversation forward until it becomes fluid. So it's a pretty good exercise to the brain. And, you know, your brain is undergoing new experience, uh, more an analytical skills, more, you know, language skills, mm -hmm. motor skills. So, so all these things is actually a perfect exercise for the brain. Uh, biggest misconception is that uh, when we exercise the brain, you know, doing a crossword puzzle or something like that is what we do. But, but socializing is actually one of the perfect way to, uh, you know, uh, exercise the brain. And that's the reason, uh, you know, sometimes privacy is overrated because, uh, you know, we should go out and, you know, socialize. We should not try to withdraw from the general population and... Mm. Uh, try to be alone. The more alone we are, uh, more likelihood chances of getting depressed, more likelihood chances of getting dementia. So when I am introduced to someone at a party and immediately can't remember that name, am I just not exercising my brain and being lazy? Uh, 
Yeah, well, kind of. It's kind of. <laughs> you are purposefully being lazy, but yeah. but your brain is again not you know had not put that effort to remember that name yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that is very uh, critical. That you know, when you hear somebody's name, you actually your brain has to actually work to kind of seed that brain into that name into your brain, uh, and and that by itself is an exercise. So, whenever you meet somebody, always you know try to attempt to remember their name. Sure, and, and I think you said that games and crossword puzzles might not really be as effective as uh, the socialization. Right, and also games and puzzles, like puzzles and crosswords, that we do only exercise one part of the brain. Okay. Uh, so, so our brain has, you know, several different parts. There's a learning center, there's a memory center, there's a language center, there's a social center, uh, there's there's a center that can, you know, uh, do complex tasks. All there's right. a center that can multitask. Dr. Grail, I'm going to cut you off right there because when we get back from break. We're going to ask Dr. Graywall what we should be doing to reduce our risk of developing severe memory loss. This is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity right here on the Insight Financial Network. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host today, Charlie Bowers, and we are talking with Dr. Sandy Graywall about memory loss. And November is Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. And Dr. Graywall, your book has a playful little title, Dementia Express, How to Lose Your Memory in 100 Ways. So it's a clever way to give power to the reader. And can you give us a few examples from your book on how I can guarantee that memory loss? <laughs> well, there are, pl- <laughs> there are plenty of ways that you can guarantee memory loss. One is, uh, you know, smoking. Uh, smoking is a great way to guarantee memory loss. Not reading enough books uh, is a great way to guarantee that you're going to get memory loss. Not mm-hmm. exercising enough not socializing enough and and doing the same thing again and again probably is the biggest risk factor many of us you know we get that in one pattern Mm -hmm. and that's all we do every day we go to work we stay there we do the same thing we eat the same food we come home using the same road and you know and then the next day starts uh so so i think that's the biggest risk factor is doing the same thing again and again so every once in a while in fact almost every day we should at least try to do one or two new things which we have not done before you know we we always talk about people are creatures of habit and we really don't like change so is that our brains necessary or being lazy and uh maybe promoting the, the the potential of developing memory loss uh, yes, because uh, if you look at it, uh, if we do the same thing again and again, our brain has developed a circuit for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it has developed a circuit, now it takes less energy for it to you know, run us through that mill, mm-hmm. which we run through every day. Uh, but on the other hand, if you're trying to do everything different every single day, the brain has to create a new circuit for that, and that does take energy. And that's where uh, you know, doing different things can actually build our brain and not doing the same thing every day can actually destroy our brain. Our our bodies behave that same way, don't they? I know when I'm running or I'm working out, I seem to plateau doing the same amount of effort, and I have to to really do something different to to improve. Is that similar? Uh, Yes, that's true because, you know, eventually we are, you know, biological creatures, and there is some similarity in the systems, and you're right, you know, doing the same exercise again and again every single day would not give you as good results as, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, changing our exercise on a daily routine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard from more than one person that has to care for a loved one with memory loss that they had to essentially assume every duty associated with caring for that loved one, and that is quite a job. So here's the big question. What should we be doing right now to improve our chances to live a dementia-free life? Uh, great question. There are a lot of things that we can do to kind of prevent it. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing biggest thing I'm proponent of is uh, do not get hooked to just one thing that we can do to prevent memory loss. There are a lot of things, ways we can exercise our brain. Something as simple as instead of using an elevator, 
uh, just walk the stairs up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that by itself is a great exercise. Learn how to dance. Mm-hmm. That is a great exercise. If you, uh, you know, gardening, just simple gardening, there's a lot of stuff we can do around the house. And it can exercise our brain if you have never fixed the air conditioner and suddenly broke and just uh, try to fix it, at least attempt to fix it, and that you would feel that, you know, your brain got exercised. Gardening is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it even though it seems like uh, kind of a uh, chore, but it's not only uh, gives enjoyment to many people who like gardening. Uh, certainly, I'm not one of them, but <laughs> I still do it. So, uh, but it does, you know, exercise your brain. Uh, handyman work around the house. Yeah, when mm-hmm. your spouse tells you to do this and fix this, uh, you know, just do it in the name of brain exercise, and and you would see that you would actually feel more confident and more refreshed once you are able to do a job that you have never done before. I got you. All right, and uh, for the listener that relates to my wife's concerns with her dad having. One being one of 13, and, and I would say probably over half of them had some sort of memory loss. How much does genetics play into the, the chances of developing some sort of dementia? So there has been a genetic link uh, for dementia, and if, if you do have a family member who has Alzheimer's dementia, uh, you know, there is always a risk. Uh, increased risk in the genera- future generations to uh, have dementia, although it is not a hereditary transmittable kind of disease, but it does increase the risk in family members uh, mm-hmm. for dementia. So for for those who have family members with dementia, I do recommend that, you know, keep your brain active, exercise regularly, keep your cholesterol, blood pressure under check, uh, try to reduce stress in your life so that you don't have much inflammation, uh, keep your body weight in check so that, uh, you know, again, uh, body increased body weight is related, uh, linked to uh, development of dementia. So just try to reduce your risk as much as you can uh, by doing, uh, you know, exercising the brain and uh, being healthy. So just because family members have had dementia does not guarantee that you will get it. Uh, that's correct. Mm-hmm. So if, if the family members has dementia, that does not guarantee that the Future generation uh, would uh, somebody would have dementia, but it does increase the risk of it. That's good. You know, one of the aspects that we cover in our simplicity planning is in helping the kids of parents that have memory loss. We we create an investment policy statement so that the children can understand what mom and dad's plans are, not just for their finances, but for other aspects of their life. Because you don't want kids fighting and family members torn apart because they think differently on how to care for mom and dad in these situations. And, you know, that just brings an important thought that, you know, estate planning documents like powers of attorney for handling finances uh, when mom and dad are no longer able is really important. And that's one of the things that we would talk about. So, Dr. Graywall, you've been on our show before and talked about eating healthy and losing or maintaining weight. Does a healthy body, maybe body size, relate to one's chances of memory loss issues? Uh, yes. So, so weight gain has been linked to dementia. Obesity has been linked to dementia. And the reason for that, uh, although we are not 100% sure, but is number one, uh, with obesity also comes uh, consistent inflammation in the body. And that by that then triggers, uh, you know, uh, inflammation in the brain tissue too, and mm. that can lead to dementia. In addition, uh, you know, high cholesterol levels can lead to blockage of the arteries in the brain causing vascular dementia. Same thing goes with, you know, having a high blood pressure. Uh, so so these are the things that can cause dementia too. Okay. Um, let me ask you this about related to other diseases. Lori's dad had heart surgery four years before dementia and leukemia two years before that. Could all of those health issues be related in some way? Uh, yes, it's quite possible because uh, if you look at it, uh, if somebody has blockages in the ho- arteries of the heart, Uh, that basically tells us there might be blockages in other uh, circulation uh, around in the body too. So so if somebody has blockages in the heart and that needed a bypass, there's a good chance that there were blockages in the brain too, brain arteries too. Uh, So that would do that. In addition, if somebody had cancer uh, and underwent chemotherapy uh, of any kind, uh, you know, chemotherapy are pretty harsh medications Mm -hmm. and just the diagnosis of cancer and going through the treatment could also be very, very stressful. And this also can cause a lot of inflammation and then eventually can, 
you know, a person, uh, trigger dementia in a person who's predisposed to it but may not have it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we talked about dementia and other health issues and the enormous total lifetime cost of care for someone with dementia, and it was estimated to be over $340,000. So planning is so important, and we at Insight Folios have planning as our primary focus when folks come to see us because it is so important to plan for life events like this and to help your kids understand what you're trying to do and what to do for you should uh, memory loss occur. So call us now at 704-529-9500 and talk to Janet and set up an appointment to talk with us, and we will uh, help you get started with your first step financial clarity and in planning to uh, be ready for unfortunate health events to uh, a loved one or yourself because you know you may not uh, end up with dementia but your loved one your spouse may be and you want to be financially secured to where you can give them the very best uh, treatment possible very best care possible so uh, dr grail what else should we be thinking about when we're concerned about preparing for dementia or preventing dementia so I think uh, prevention is always better than cure. We should know that there is really no cure for dementia at this mm-hmm. time. Uh, so we should always, you know, prevention is probably the best uh, way to for us to go at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also to know that uh, patients uh, with dementia can sometimes get agitated and may say things which uh, kind of could be offending to other people, but we got to realize that they themselves, because of their disease state uh, do not know what they are saying or doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at that time, you know, uh, just because a patient with dementia really does not suffer because they don't remember anything, but it's the family members who suffer because of either they lost their loved one's uh, recognition uh, or they lost, uh, you know, uh, their personality and sure. things like that. So uh, just to remember that you have to be really patient when taking care of uh, your loved ones. When... Uh someone comes down with dementia, and I'm saying this based on experience, do, do they go through certain stages? And, and with Lori's dad, my grandmother, I, I would call it an anger stage, um, that they weren't themselves, but they were cognizant enough to recognize who you were, but it, their personality seemed to really change. Uh, that's true. Uh, so so they do go through stages. And the first stage would be, uh, in my experience, clinical experience, is social withdrawal. These patients just withdraw socially because they are they. They don't know what's happening to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just stop talking to their friends. They stop going to the parties. They stop, you know, visiting neighbors and things like that. Uh, so that that is one of the stages of dementia. And then they try to cover it up because uh, they really don't know what's going on. So uh, for their family members, uh, when the family member would ask mom or dad, what did you eat this morning? And they would just yell at them because they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, the the child would just, stop asking the question, what did you have for breakfast? But the reason behind that was that they just didn't remember. Yeah, and they sure. just made you uh, go quiet on your question. It, it so, really is heartbreaking when folks undergo that type of thinking. And, and the family members that are have to you know, in, kind of endure that those responses from uh, the loved one that's suffering through some sort of dementia. So when we get back from break, I have a question to challenge Dr. Graywell. This is Simply Financial. This is Charlie Bowers, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. Hi, this is Andy Mangione with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on the Insight Financial Network.
This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we are talking with Dr. Sandeep Graywall about memory loss and dementia. And Dr. Graywall, when that music started playing, it made me wonder, uh, does music help the brain in terms of uh, maybe warding off dementia? Uh, good question. So music uh, may not be a bad thing uh, mm-hmm. just because it does, uh, you know, uh, it, it is basically a sound that the brain needs to analyze. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it may not be a bad idea. In fact, music therapy has been used in treatment of depression uh, sure. because it does increase the level of serotonin, the happy hormone in mm-hmm. the brain. Uh, but I do not know of any studies that uh, has looked at, uh, you know, music for uh, warding off dementia. That that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, that would be very interesting. Well, you may have your next book. I know. Researching <laughs> a book. So uh, the, the, the question I'm going to challenge you with for anyone who has watched a loved one disappear into dementia and Alzheimer's, it's a tormenting question. I, I'm sure haunts them every day. Is there a way to know or have there been any studies to determine if the patient is really oblivious to their condition? Or is there evidence that they're locked inside their brain desperately fighting to escape it? Yeah, so so in my clinical experience, uh, uh, you know, I had a patient of mine, and he was very cognitively aware and uh, started developing Alzheimer's dementia. Uh, and in his, in the beginning stages, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, going through some frustration and anger because of, of his diagnosis. Uh, but eventually he decided to, you know, put everything down in his living will, mm-hmm. uh, what he wants done, what he does not want done. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, he used to come with his uh, son, his wife used to come with him, uh, and then eventually as he deteriorated, uh, you know, you could see that he stopped recognizing his wife, he stopped recognizing his son, sometimes he would just uh, get frustrated and, you know, yell at them, mm-hmm. uh, and you could see the distress and the pain on the faces of uh, the family members, the son and the wife, but uh, when you look at the patient, he was uh, very oblivious uh, if I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because it uh, interrupts the you know circuitry of the brain, the patient by himself may not be aware of uh, what's going on to the patient. So mm-hmm. it's mainly the family members who suffer. Uh, and that's why it's always good to be in a happy predisposition because when dementia happens, it would bring out the original personality of the person. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so so basically in short, you know, people who are, little of, you know, angry predisposition would get more angrier. People who are of happy predisposition would get more, would stay happy throughout the dementia without knowing what really is happening to them. Uh, so that is very important. And uh, we, we got, there has been a study, uh, and I think it was called the Anosognosia study for uh, patient distress and self-awareness. And uh, the only thing they had told in the study was that the distress that is caused to the family and caregivers is way worse than the distress uh, caused to a patient by dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, during the, the progression of dementia, are, are, are memories being rewired just a little bit? Because I remember Lori's grandmother and her dad would recognize me but call me by another family member's name. Uh, so... So, I, so what really happens in dementia, especially Alzheimer's dementia, is the short-term memory loss is affected first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people forget instant things like, you know, what they had for breakfast, uh, what they had for dinner, and who came to the house and said hello. Uh, but eventually, as, you know, things regress, uh, these uh, patients actually start going backwards into the years. So they mm-hmm. are basically living in their, say, teenage years while in their 80s because that's the only thing they remember at that time. So you would see that the patient uh, whose mother has passed away a long time ago suddenly now says, you know, my mother's alive and I just talked to her. So those kind of things can happen. And similarly, uh, you know, if they progress to a point uh, when you as a person did not exist and it was, you know, way before that time in their mind, it might change the name. Mm -hmm. So health and wealth in retirement can give you freedom that's so important for your happiness, but you lose your health and you and or you lose your wealth, and freedom may not be yours. You just can't take care of yourself. And we've been talking with Dr. Graywall about uh, things that we might be able to do to help prevent memory loss, Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, Dr. Graywall, do you have a story or two that you'd like to share that really might impact our listener? 
so I think the uh, best story I have is uh, of one of my patients, and she she's very active in church, uh, plays the piano, mm. uh, sings in the church, and you know very high functioning uh, patient in her 80s, uh, and I mean in the last uh, until the last one year, I mean she she was perfectly intelligent, mm. uh, you know. Uh, still very active in church and uh, you know very socially active person and then i have seen her you know go from that uh, over the next 2 3 years uh, uh, you know still very active uh, still talks but she keeps on forgetting the short term memory loss uh, you know she keeps on forgetting with the short term memory loss and that's mm-hmm. uh, that is disheartening even to a doctor sure. so when you see your patients who are you know very uh, highly intelligent people who you know come in, uh, have to come to terms with this uh, disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, you try to do your best. Uh, I, I mean, her husband is, you know, always with her, uh, bringing her, making sure her medications are given. Uh, and that brings me to another story is that one of my patients with dementia actually, uh, you know, burned himself because he was alone at home and mm-hmm. he, you know, took the cooking oil and somehow, uh, you know, the kitchen caught on fire. Oh, my right so so you know when when the patients have dementia if your loved one has dementia you know there is a, there is a high risk that you can't really leave them alone and it has to be uh you know almost like how you make your house child proof mm-hmm. uh you probably have to do something like that uh, to take care of them uh, exactly so we've been talking with Dr. Graywell about dementia and memory loss and what you can do to prevent it and that's planning but you also have to plan to keep and grow your wealth in retirement. Um, you may not get dementia, but a loved one might, and you certainly want to be able to give them the very best care possible. Um, there are horror stories about care for people in this situation, and it is so important to make sure you can afford excellent care should that unthinkable thing happen. And uh, I'm going to ask you to call at uh, 704-529-9500 because we want to help you plan so that you can take care of yourself, take care of your kids, take care of a loved one that uh, may end up with dementia or memory loss. The number again is 704-529-9500. And really, don't procrastinate. This is important. Don't get distracted because it's too late. comes way too soon for far too many people. So call us now, 704-529-9500. So, Dr. Graywall, I want to thank you so much for your passion, your dedication, your commitment to fighting dementia and educating patients and families on how to minimize or delay this cruel disease. And we're grateful for all that you're doing. And uh, how about telling our listener how they can get your book and get a little bit more information on the subject? Uh, the best way to get hold of the book would be uh, Amazon or any other major book retailer or their websites. Uh, that's probably the best way to get the book. Okay, and why don't you uh, talk about your Slim Plate diet plan as well briefly? How can folks get information on that? So Slim Plate System Diet Plan is our, uh, you know, nationwide weight loss program that we help people lose weight because that also reduces inflammation. Uh, So uh, they can get it from our website, slimplatesystem.com, and that would be a great website for them to look to. Well, I do appreciate you being on and uh, helping us like this today, Dr. Grail, and I hope we'll have you back on uh, in the near future as well. Sounds good. We'd be looking forward to it. That would be great. So to you, the listener, again, I want to stress how important it is to plan to prevent Alzheimer's, dementia, to plan to make sure you have the uh, assets to take care of a loved one that may have uh, dementia or need really some increased care. And we talked about how expensive it is over $340,000 for the lifetime to care for someone with dementia. So call us at 704-529-9500. You come in, we give you, create for you our Simplicity Plan to let you know exactly uh, what you can be doing to prepare yourself for one of these life events that uh, you really don't want to wake up unprepared for. Come in and we create an investment policy statement with you so that mom and dad, you can help your kids prepare for um, should you become incapable of taking care of yourself or, or simply pass away. They'll know uh, what they need to do to take care of you. Uh, 
along those lines, we talk about estate planning documents like powers of attorney, living wills, things that you need uh, in order to, to prepare for uh, death and even life uh, when you become incapacitated. So uh, do give us a call, 704-529-9500. So again, many thanks to Dr. Sandeep Graywall for being on the show. We've got a lot of great information from him. Take advantage of calling him to uh, talk about uh, how you might be able to plan for to prevent uh, onset of dementia at acemedicalgroup.com, his website. And as always, I want to thank our producer extraordinaire, Stephen Helbig. He's over here smiling like uh, I'm sincere about that. Now, Stephen does a great job with us. And thanks to all you fine folks here at the station who are giving us a forum to bring financial clarity to the fine people of greater Charlotte and beyond. And mostly thank you for tuning in and telling friends about the show. It's our hope here at Simply Financial that we're bringing you useful steps toward financial clarity each and every week. And I really do want uh, you to give us a call, 704-529-9500, and let us know if this type of information is uh, of benefit to you. That's 704-529-9500. It's not just help for you, but it, it's helping you prepare to pass your wisdom before you pass your wealth to your heirs. And uh, our ultimate goal, of course, is to help you retire securely. How important is that? Retire securely and with confidence that you won't run out of money and that you're prepared for these unfortunate life events that, uh, again, unfortunately, every one of us is going to experience in one way or the other. So when you want to talk to us, just pick up the phone and dial 704-529-9500. We will get back to you as soon as we possibly can and do our very best to make sure you have the clarity you need uh, when you're planning for your retirement, for your dreams, and for a successful and healthy uh, rest of your life. So this is Charlie Bowers. I'm here alone today. Paul will be back with us next time. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso. Well, it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity right here on IFN, the Insight Financial Network. <music>